Hey everyone, this, Devon and I are bringing you live from Arizona. Today is May 28th, the year 2020. And on today's episode, we're going to be discussing um, the recent current events that have happened throughout this week. Because looking at the current trends and the current news coming out, it seems to be a really rough week for the country in the United States. Wouldn't you agree, Ivan? Yeah, this past, I would say these past two weeks have been pretty eye-opening. Um since things are starting to get back open, um, more people are out on the streets and we're going back to regular life. And we've been seeing some very questionable acts by people and our, our founding fathers, <laughs> our leaders of the United States. So, yeah. It's insane how, how it's been happening. Like you would think, you know, things are coming back to normal. The quarantine's starting to lift up. So we're looking at a brighter day. Maybe people are yeah. going to be, you know well-behaved people are going to be looking to good stuff but honestly it's been just getting on a spiral trend of just things getting worse like not in a bad way getting worse but things are just not being consistent there just been a continuous events of just bad stuff happening and a lot of stuff is getting attention yeah like um a lot of since things have been opening up like you would think people would be like happier to go outside to see other people you know like, be more cheerful for each other. Like, you know, see your neighbor or maybe a friend, someone you haven't seen in a while. But no, it's quite the opposite, actually. It's uh, yeah. pretty much going back to, to normal. I mean, do you define what's going this week going as normal? I mean, uh, well, if, you uh, the, if you look at last year, it was pretty normal for this type of stuff to happen. Wouldn't you agree? Or was it, like, not as get publicized as you think? I think you're right. Like I'm saying, like back to normal, but uh, the normal is not good, you know. Um, as you know, as you said, today's Thursday. Um, we're gonna go into this topic a little bit later. We're gonna talk about uh, the current event of uh, George Floyd and what happened. Uh, but yeah, um, it's sad to say it's normal, but it's almost a normal thing here in well the United States where we're from. So. A sad topic to talk about and for anyone that's like a little confused as to what we're talking about we're basically talking about the general idea of, of the violence that's been going on in the united states for these past uh, couple weeks um, just to brief you guys on like a little bit of a synopsis in our state of arizona there was a recent shooting at one of the malls in the capital of arizona at the glendale mall it was westgate and there was a live shooter who injured a couple people luckily Currently, there wasn't many people that suffered death, but there was a shooter on site who just shot up the mall. Luckily, it was still pretty abandoned because it was just recently opening up due to the social distancing guidelines being loosened up. And yeah, there was a pretty bad um, shootout there. The person has been arrested, so that's a good news that justice has been brought there. But it also brought up the same topic that has been going on in our country for quite a while, whether, you know, the gun control debate it's been going on for quite a while and people are just so conflicted because it only seems to be brought up to attention when people start to talk about it and the event happens live in our face it's like yeah you don't really make any actions until it happens yeah they talked about it like once um like another shooting happens like yeah we talk about it maybe a week or two but then we forget about it and then something else happens and we're back at it to the same spot like no progress is made we just have more deaths and more deaths and that's sad to say, but yeah, we need a. Obviously, we need to change something. It hasn't been yeah. working at all. 
I haven't heard like a bit uh, shooting like that since what was it like the Aurora shooting? Like that's like years ago, at what least you, in Arizona. What do you mean a shooting like that? Like someone that was like really close to our state. Like oh, I haven't seen. Like I haven't in our seen state. Or heard of, yeah. Yeah, it's different, right? When it happens, especially to you, because you live right like right next to the, the spot, and you've been to the mall. I imagine, right? Yeah, I mean, I've I've been there for a few uh, visits, and it's been like well, maybe a thirty-five minute visit, and uh, it's a pretty popular mall too, because a lot of concerts are held around that area, because yeah. it's also close to the football stadium, which is the Cardinal Stadium, and people, a lot of people are concentrated on that area of Phoenix. It's like more of a middle class area, so mm. it's pretty common to see more people in those areas. I where I live is more east side of Phoenix, which um, there hasn't been really much. It's actually more sparsely um separated in population but the more west you get the more concentrated you see yeah yeah and like they said um like like people say um put yourself in someone else's shoes but like that really doesn't help at all like okay you can imagine it and you're not gonna like it's not gonna have the same effect but now that it's happened close to like home it hits home like now you know what it's like you know like it's different yeah. it's completely different and that's the problem I see a lot of people. Distance tends to affect us way bigger than most might think because you might see a, a shooting happen in another side of the country. And you might think, oh, it happened there. It's not my problem as much. As much as it makes you probably like feel empathy or feel some sort of sympathy for these people, it's like, damn, Like the closer it is to you, the more you start to realize like it gets scary. Yeah. And that brings me up to my topic of like weather in Arizona because Arizona is a it's open pretty crazy. Carry. Yeah, Arizona's yeah. pretty crazy under under gun laws. They're pretty more laid back because like we are more known as a traditional and conservative state. Um, it's been like that for quite a while. With the recent influx of like more um, immigrants coming in, it's been slowly turning a little purple. Um, I say purple because it still has its own mixed views. Um, I've spoken to a fair share of, of people from both perspectives, and Arizona still split between it. We are becoming more see it as more local. And on, where I live, it's pretty much sparsely purple. And where Yvonne lives, it's a little bit more um, left-sided left because yeah. people are more open over there. And Tucson has always been known to be more progressive and open towards more subjects. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's crazy because where we're from, like, um, yeah, people own guns, but they don't really, like, open carry. And now that I live over here, like, it's, it's a little shocking just seeing, like, people open carrying their guns, like, in stores and stuff, like, it's not scary. It's just very different, you know? Like, it's interesting. It's interesting to see people, like, I don't know, just carry around guns like it's nothing. Yeah. And what uh, what do you think about it, Ivan? Like, what's your thoughts on, like, the idea of gun control in the U.S.? Uh, that's a very hard topic, but um, I think something needs to be done because it's not working. We still get uh, people killing and killing other people. I think more restrictions, uh, more maybe... Um, monthly checks yearly checks on people because i may be good one when i buy it i mean might be good you know i might not show any signs of like like mental issues or anything but you know anything could affect the person like a breakup some a family member dies something happens and you know like it, just one thing can happen and your your mental health is like it's, it's bad so I think like maybe yearly checks, maybe four times a year. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say what would work, but uh, I think things need to change for sure. Um, and the the better they change, the the quicker they change, the better. So 
that's my point, um, my point of view. Um, we just need change. I don't know. What do you think? I tend to think more on the conservative side when it comes to gun control. Typically, there's been an issue where the influx of guns often leads to more gun-related violence. And I tend to think that gun violence um, and gun, you know, like sparse, like how many people in the current city or current population per capita have guns. Like I take, for example, Mexico. Mexico has one of the most strictest gun laws in the in the world because I think almost no citizens are allowed to own any type of guns. And there's only I, one official government gun shop in the whole country. Yeah, I think you are. I'm wrong. No, I think you're correct. Um, yeah, I think you can get a gun, but it's very, very hard to get a gun in Mexico. Like yeah. very, very hard. And I think the issue is not with the ownership of a gun. I think it has to do more with the fact that we should be a little bit more emphasizing on training people how to use a gun because i often see people get access to a gun as easily as it is to get a car like people we do a honestly dirt. honestly i think it might be easier to get a gun than a car yeah like i've seen that too and like my issue with that with that is like okay if you do the test to get you know driving everything done you do the screening you do your driver's test your written test and you get your license there's still the risk of you getting into a crash like despite being trained, that um that still doesn't keep you foolproof, but that's with a car, and a car has a lot more liability associated with it. I feel like the easier way to cope with gun control would be to add more types of insurance policies. Like if you want to own a gun, you have to have some sort of insurance because if you're at fault for committing certain atrocities, you must be held to the standards. I feel like with that being in place, a lot of people will be more careful of having to take out their guns, having them more exposed because they might lower your insurance rate. It might increase it if you're known to be a person with like, you know, some sense of like faulty relationships, your insurance company can like actually revoke your rights and your gun rights to have that would be taken away. Sir, it seems a little strict because it would go against the second amendment, but it's the, it's to induce the idea that you're going to be held to a higher standard. You don't just get to own a gun because you want to. You have. I feel like it's more of a earned right because, as easy as it is to lose your license, I feel like you should be held to the same regard as to lose your ability to own a gun. Yeah, but what what does it uh, like? What the, what does it help for like mass shootings? Like, if someone's gonna commit a mass shooting, they're not gonna care about like insurance and stuff, because they'll probably want to die there at the spot or they're going to jail. They're not gonna pay anything if they do get yeah. caught. Where people can see that is going against the mass shooter mindset where these people already plan these in advance. Your insurance company, for example, could basically keep checks on you. Like, oh, report you where your gun is. What have you been doing with it? How did you acquire it? You have to be subject to all these sorts of like more specific checks. As much as people are told, okay, store your gun in a safe place. You have to specify where it is when you register it. A lot of people tend to not overlook that. If if it was easier to have a record of what of what things are being tracked, I feel like that could lead to a better way of tracing whether the person is anticipating a shooting. Because oftentimes people post about them shooting places prior, and if you look into like the recent ones, usually people show signs of distress and like yeah. very very like abnormal behavior. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how your insurance would like you know when you pay for it, you have the option to pay monthly, or you have the option to pay six months in advance. Because it's for them to anticipate you going into an accident or, you know, maybe during the tougher times you're going to be into Christmas, which is, you know, 
drive more often. Yeah. You're going to be subject to higher premiums. Or if you have already like points on your record, you're going to be subject to um, some sort of like insurance crease. And that's going to discourage people from actually trying to own a gun. Yeah, you got a point. Yeah, um, I think um, uh, that we should like add more restrictions to overall like guns in general. Cause, I mean, you can go to a gun show and basically buy a gun without, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how how it works, but I've heard that you can pretty much buy walk in and buy a gun and leave. So and that's, I think that's I, I think it's way too easy to get a gun if you want. It is really easy to own a gun, but my question is like, for for all of history, why has it been always like such a pride and prestigious thing to own a gun like the best the best um point i've heard from other people from the opposing party is it's nice to own a gun it gives you a symbol of freedom but i've never associated my personal freedom with owning a weapon i feel like that's yeah. like something that i can never understand i and think it's also ne- like how you were raised when you were younger if you're mm-hmm. if you had guns your parents had guns all the time then you gotta feel like that's part of your life too like it's hard to tell people not to have guns because we come from a place that we really don't like. I will personally, I don't. I don't want to speak for for you, but personally, like, yeah, like we might own guns, but we don't like. I don't know. We don't fantasize with them. Like, it's very weird. Like, we're like we know guns are dangerous and stuff like that, so we don't like go out. We, you know, it's weird what I'm trying to say. Like, it's a, just different uh, ways people were raised, I guess. And that's how it is. Like when people are raised in certain views, do you think that shapes them how they are? Um, do you feel like they learn it because of their parents and they refuse to unlearn it? Or do you not believe it's easy to unlearn something? I, I feel like um, you're right on. Like, like they learn it from their parents, so they refuse to. Like, it's it's their, like, it's part of them, basically. Like, I think it's very mm. hard to unteach something you always, like, known your whole life, you know? Like, you, they, you is, don't know what's wrong, but, you know? That you know is true. Like, a lot of parents tend to, like, teach their children their own values because they the old saying goes that you grow up to be a almost an, a copy of how your parents are and it just reciprocates and it starts a cycle of how your kids will be and then your kids kids and then they it just spirals down that's why I like but i also believe things can be changed because i will look at it in this perspective of you know having a family um you and i are hispanic so we are no more known to like our mom and dad having like a lot multiple aunts and uncles and brothers and sisters basically a family of more than just two kids it's like seven yeah right it's huge families yeah yeah huge families and you say it's because our ancestors before were always used to that right so how did it become when you and i were born like we had less siblings like my mom came from a family of like nine kids and now she only has two and instead of like following the trend she just changed it do you, do you not think, think it was uh, probably like cheaper back then than it is now? You know, because mm-hmm. now it's pretty expensive. I, I don't know. I, I guess back then, uh, well, from my grandma, she used to have most of her kids in her house. Like she didn't yeah. go to the hospital, so there was no bills for hospital and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I think living was in general cheaper. Also, that I think I, I I don't know. I also tend to think it's um due to like you know personal anecdotal thoughts of your parents like they saw how hard it was to raise like a family also eight, also so maybe, maybe uh like being uh thought about uh, like sex ed we've been mm-hmm. thought more of that so you know like people are learning that maybe having so many kids is not the like the best thing to do yeah or people get scared as you like 
you're growing, you're like, oh, maybe it's too painful or like, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Like basically people that are not exposed to certain things don't um, learn about it. Or how are you trying to say it? I'm just trying to say like people are more educated right now, like since before, like about sex in general. So like mm -hmm. back then they really didn't have anything to do, you know, <laughs> just have a bunch of babies. Now I mean, people are like people have are trying to get careers, trying to get jobs. The woman yeah. now, women specifically now are working more. They're yeah. they're more that basically more free. So they don't really want to have they don't want to be like connected mm -hmm. to a man. They don't have to be connected to a man. Basically, back then they were looking to get married, have kids, and that's it. Yeah. Now women are are they want their careers, they want to do their own stuff. So I think that's what's changing in general. Yeah. But uh, but going back to our topic, if that if we can change all those other things, why is it not hard to change our mindset of guns in this country? Like we've have changed for the overall better. But why do we still hold on to that like small amendment that tells us, okay, your right to bear arms shall not be infringed? Like, if we can change so many things in this country from like letting people vote, letting women vote, letting um, you know the civil rights, giving people equal access, how is it not possible to do this gun? Like, why do we stick it so much? It's like the in Islam they have the you know, their, their rules that cannot be changed at all. And they haven't been changed for almost like a decade or, I'm oh, sorry, no, I don't want to say decade, that's too small. Basically, since the start of the religion, it's never been changed. And the Bible has been rewritten multiple times. Like people change and people write it in their own perspective and they change the idea of it over time. It's like a game of telephone. You're, the idea gets adjusted the more people talk about it. Why is it always the same consistent mentality towards guns? Why can't it be different? Do you think it's because people feel like that's uh, something that the government should never affect because we're so separate from government and like state government and our personal freedom? Or what do you think? I think it's because uh, the United States is like one of the few uh, countries that allows guns like this, especially mm -hmm. like this. Um, and people have that like mentality that, if we remove guns, uh, we're going to be like everyone else. And they see, like, oh, like, they, they think bad people are still going to get guns, like, like either way. So it's very, it's a very, like, hard subject to discuss. Like, why can't people change on guns? Because, like, you're saying, yeah, it should be easy because everything else changes over time. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, just the arguments right now, it's like, oh, what if the, the government's trying to take over? Like, I think that's such a, such a weak argument because if they really if you're really gonna fight against soldiers with your own guns you're not gonna have a chance no no way and in hell these these guys like, are trained specifically for that and a civilian is not gonna it's not gonna protect much you're you're yeah. not gonna have a chance even if you think you have a chance you're not gonna have a chance at all and, and that's where i get like my idea of like if people are trained to use a gun and you know they could feel more confident in their abilities. They could also feel the need to like not have to own resort to violence. Maybe it's like, damn, I don't really have a chance. My, I, you can't even own, you know, certain guns that the military has full access to. So whether or not you can revolt against the government, because here's the thing, a lot of people will say the military is, can like come in and swoop us and basically whoop us in any way, shape or form, which is true. That is very scary in, a, in this country because we have, considerably a very very militarized military sorry that sounded redundant but 
we basically have a very powerful military with all sorts of nice modern weaponry, very advanced soldiers, very, very um, high reserves of soldiers in this country that are currently active and also in reserve. Um, you know, you and I are also set, sentenced to actually be in the um, draft in case things get really bad, which hasn't yep. been the case. <laughs> so you and I are actually equally liable to be part participating in that. And it's just like our, all our history has been always stuck, stubborn thoughts on having that gun ownership. And I try to sympathize with people who own guns because there are people who, you know, they can own a pistol and that's fine. You're allowed to own a pistol. But then you have my other friend who he works in Border Patrol and this guy owns an armory. He has a machete. He has a bow and arrow. He has a... Um, can't remember the exact guns he has but he has like a glock he has a 1911 and he has like a small shotgun like it's a sawed off one i can't remember the exact name because i'm not a i'm not a gun enthusiast uh the scene sawed off shotguns are illegal in most places yeah but um (laughs) it's very very um very flawed the idea of ownership and i don't know how the border patrol can have their ways um and disclaimer, I'm not a professional in that field, so I cannot know what, what sorts of licenses people have. I know if you have, like, you know, if you're a police officer, you could have a certain access to certain guns. I've, I have seen that was a case in some more open countries. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, pretty, it's, a, it's a very hard topic to discuss because I feel mm-hmm. like if we had the answer, someone else, it would have been solved already. So it's just we can just give our opinions and hopefully something changes. Mm-hmm. soon and when i was looking into like research about gun control there was this one person that brought up the argument that gun control isn't actually about gun control it's actually more of has a darker meaning where it comes to racism um what do you mean basically, you want to so expand on that a little bit? so basically the idea is that gun control laws are not actually meant to control gun owners it's meant to control blacks and people of color Um, Why is that? So the article that I was going for says that how the NRA, when it comes to like a white person, and this has been seen in the multiple articles, they always stand by people who, let's say there is a white shooter and that person happens to go shoot up a a certain community, a church, for example. And this person does it. And, you know, he's sentenced to atrocities. People would disclaim it. But then the media comes out with, oh, he had a mental illness and they try to be more sympathetic. And then the NRA comes and saying that they're trying to take away your rights. While if it was a person of color, like, you know, maybe a minority, a Hispanic, or maybe a black person, that also does the same actions, the same questionable actions to a certain group of people, and there is no coverage towards it. There's no reinforcement of your gun laws. There's nothing. It's just this person deserves punishment. They're mentally ill. They're being corrupted, and they're the abominations of society. And when I looked at the different, like, point points in the coverage, it's like, it amazed me saying like nobody talks about when this person does it, but everyone talks about when this other person does it. Like that's kind of messed up. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Like this goes into our next topic, which is talking about George Floyd, where a lot of people, if you guys are not briefed up, I'm pretty sure on all sorts of news articles, there's this um, article is trending. Yeah, but if you haven't popular. seen it, uh, you're living under a rock. Cause it's everywhere. Basically, um, just to give you a, a brief synopsis, um, the man, a black man named George Floyd was 
subjected to harsh treatment by a police officer who stood on his neck, who kneed on his neck for a uh, very... It's more than harsh, I was saying. It's very inhumane treatment, I would say. Let's be real. The guy was just basically in it to he kill him. He was being him, killed, yeah. Yeah. I just tried to keep it a little nicer tone, but, you know, at this point, let's just be real. He basically brutalized and killed this guy yeah. hardcore. If you've seen the video, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, yeah. it's pretty sad, to be honest. It's very infuriating if you yeah. see the video. Uh, we would like to show it, but we feel like it's too, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to show the video. It's very, uh, it's a very sensitive content and, you know, just because we like to keep things very clean and organized, we, we would not be showing it. Um, we'll include a link in the description if you guys are interested in seeing it. Um, we'll be sure to attach it as like a small link and uh, you can watch at your own viewer discretion because it is a little bit very saddening, very, very, very uh, ugly to watch. Um, if you guys are very sensitive when it comes to these type of topics, I do not recommend you watch it, but, you know, just to give you guys that heads up. But Yeah, and it, that, that that's a huge topic we had here in the United States. It's about police brutality, basically, yeah. on, on uh, minorities, specifically... And, yeah. Black people, African American people, specifically yeah. on them, and also just to give an end a disclaimer, since the story is still developing, we are only speaking of all the information that has been released yep. as of May twenty eighth. On things we so, know right now, yes, things that we currently know. So anything that has been said after this podcast has been recorded is is subject to different um, changes, and we will update you on the next episode in regards to like what has yep. been changed. If anything there. changes or stuff like yeah. that. If any any evidence comes out or anything that comes out, we'll talk about it next time, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so Ivan, when you were um, seeing the video, what did you think when you first saw it? When I first saw it, I I, I was like, what the hell? What's going on? And um, it was it was crazy because if you see the video, like he has his he, the guy's um handcuffed. He has his yeah, hands behind yeah. his back. He's handcuffed, and the police officer is is holding his knee to your, to his neck. And I feel it's his face is on the ground. It's pretty bad. And I was like, why does, like, they're filming the video and you're like, why does no one, like, jump in? But, yeah, they don't want to be shot or anything, too. And I, it, it was also the first thing I thought it was, like, why does his, like, his other, the other cop do something? Like, hey, come on, like, stop or, you know? Why does no one tell yeah. him, come on, like, like, stop? Just, just, uh, you're doing too much. You're going to kill the man in front of everyone. Like, yeah, you know? It, it brought a lot of emotions. Like, it's crazy. I don't know. What and was your experience? For me, what broke my heart the most was that the people that were recording it were not doing anything. And I'm not saying that it's our duty as citizens to always stand up against a cop. But for me, if you see something that generally doesn't look right at all, I feel like inherently in our system to be good humans and take care of one another, we should be subject to like, hey, this person's doing this. Like, we have to react. Like, People just see it and just outcry instead of actually taking action at this at the minute. Yeah, but uh, if you and saw, to be fair, if you the did cop, see the okay, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but um, going back to that, like if the person that was recording or someone just tried to stood up and protect the person, I'm pretty sure that person would have been also apprehended by the cop and probably subjected to like the same type of arbitrary. Because what I've realized is that people here in this country don't don't feel protected by cops they fear them yeah you're right a lot of people fear cops sadly like, and it, should, like it, should, it shouldn't be like that but yeah most people mm-hmm. fear cops well not most but a lot of people fear cops i would say and i mean from my experience like 
I personally don't don't fear cops, but it is like it's crazy when you're uh, like a police officer approaches you or something. You get nervous for some reason, you know. It might be like subconsciously from everything you've seen, like you get a little nervous even if like you don't do anything. Like personally, I don't do anything like illegal, so I shouldn't feel nervous, right? I shouldn't feel like something's about to happen, or I shouldn't feel like I did something. But that's always the case, you know, when a officer approaches you, because they don't really approach you for good things. Like I don't approach you like and say, "Oh, you're being yeah. you're being a good citizen." Like. Just be yourself. You're doing good. They don't really approach you for that. They approach you for if you're doing something bad. So, yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, like to the to enhance your point, like think about it. Like if you ever were sick, you'd call paramedics or you'd call you know emergency services. If your house was burning down, you'd call the firefighters. They make you feel safe. They give you assurance and they'll try to help your problem. While when it comes to like an officer of the law, and I don't speak badly about all the cops, but yeah, and I uh, here, uh, I've never. Same here. Never, like, I'm not against cops or anything, but yeah. I've never had the issue where I've had any trouble with a cop when he was giving me the punishment that I deserved. I've And I've only been assigned speeding tickets, and I've also been arrested, which um, that is... Arrested? Only, uh, yeah. So <laughs> do you want to wanna, wanna, wanna give a little uh, so explanation? Um, the bottom line of the story is that um, this is a side story, so we bas- I basically was lent my friend my car and he didn't have a license and he was going believe it or not below the speed limit and that's actually a huge uh, crime in yep it Arizona. can be dangerous too yeah and he was driving on the left side of the road which is considered you know the fast lane or a passing lane for a lot of different states and he was going at a slower rate and next thing you know a cop pulled up to him and we were both like you know trying to stay calm and already but then the officer was pretty nice, and once the officer asked for his license, just to give him a small warning, he told him he didn't have a license, and then next thing you know, he confiscated our car, and he had me and my friend arrested. Uh, me, because I was aware of him, and I refused to take control, and him, because he was basically doing a citation and disrespected a, an article in Arizona. I can't remember the specific one, because it was a very long number, but it basically ended up with him getting a big... Um, ticket with a certain price tag and it ended up with me having to pay to get the car out of the courthouse and also having to uh, take a take a lesson uh like driver school on how to be proper etiquette they have to have your license equipped yeah and you know but all that they ended up taking me to the police station and that's really? where i learned the definition of arrest it doesn't mean you're going to jail it means you're getting getting transported from your current location to the police station that's mm-hmm. it which, um, if a lot of you didn't know that, uh, it's a little more comforting than, you know, some guy will brag about, oh, yeah, I got arrested. And, yeah, it basically means they just took him from one place to the other. Kind of like an Uber, but uh, a little bit out of your consent. <laughs> a free Uber. Basically, basically. So, yeah, so the, the big topic here is police brutality. And mm-hmm. you think what what do you think, sh- like, should be done? Like, you think that's a, it's big in the United States or are these just, like, outlier cases and they get, like, they get the spotlight. What do you think? I don't think these are outlier cases. I think this is very, this is a systemic problem within this country where it not only targets a specific group of people, it also has to do with how cops are prepared in this country. Cops go, you know, through regular training, just like any other profession, but cops here are not trained to actually apprehend people. They immediately go for, you know, trying to like take action and be reactive. 
Uh, yeah. There was an officer at the community college back where I grew up where he talked about how officers train to be alert and always react to certain actions and treat everyone as a potential threat and try to take care of the threat before it happens. Like basically try to anticipate it. And while that inherently seems like a good idea, you know, always be cautious, don't trust anyone as easily, it doesn't bode well into this country which has issues of discrimination because people don't really, you know, everyone judges each other in different forms. Like you have a different view of a certain group of people, which shouldn't be the case, first of all. You shouldn't judge a person by their, by their pigmentation of their skin that doesn't have anything to do with how they are, whether they're acting crazy, they're acting a certain abnormal that's not comfortable with you, you should not feel that they're different or any less of you. And cops, because they have higher privileges than other different professions, they feel like they can easily bypass that. Because cops have almost perfect immunity from lawsuits. There's almost no way you can sue a cop and actually win. And it's been proven over and over that any class action lawsuit against a cop always gets thrown out by the Supreme Court or by any other judicial branch. And that gives cops a lot layaway. They they could care less about any action that's taken for them. Yeah, they'll be harassed by social media. But when you were mentioning that the guy from, you know, Minneapolis ended up flying to Florida, right, Ivan? Uh, supposedly, I don't know if it's true. I was looking at some videos. Supposedly, yeah. the, the cop, um, it's, not his, it's not in his home anymore. Maybe because it's too dangerous or anything. But, yeah, supposedly... He's, He's not in Minneapolis anymore. He's in. He flew to Florida. Yeah, and like, what punishment did he really get? All he got was nothing. Oh, I, really? he got fired. Yeah, basically. Yeah, oh, he yeah. probably work at another police um, station somewhere else. Yeah, he somewhere else. Or you know, like he got fired, so now he has to collect unemployment, and that's going to cause another problem where people don't like the idea of people on unemployment getting extra benefits. But that's a separate topic. And the issue is that these people have such layway that there's almost no sense of holding these cops to a higher standard because they're officers above the law, right? To me personally, a cop is meant to protect and serve, not to harass and abuse their power. Just because they have a badge doesn't mean they can't like go around and tell people that they're better. I feel like as a cop, regardless of like how you feel about people, you have an obligation to be more than just the average person. You shouldn't let your emotions or how you feel about a specific group of people that you not do your job. Because as it's been proven, this person, George Floyd, was not doing anything to cause or provoke the officer from what's been told so far. And if it was like, let's say, a white person doing the same thing, I'm pretty sure that person would have just been checked out as okay and nothing would have happened. Yeah, it's especially, especially for um, what he supposedly did. He supposedly forced a check or something or had a fake bill. So all because of that, um, you know, he's no longer living just because of that. I feel like it, the training the officers get, like, it's crazy. Like, they're, they're not trained properly. Like, why don't they just walk up to him and just talk? And if he reacts, then you do something. But if he's not, like... Um, resisting if he's not showing any signs of uh, being violent or anything also also what i was gonna say um cops shouldn't go to a job scared if you're a cop and you're scared in your job it's not a job for you and because then you're gonna react out of fear and that's not the correct thing to do because reacting out of fear is it's probably the worst thing you could do because that's yeah. just instinct like 
you don't see a doctor go into his job thinking, oh, I'm afraid I might let this person die. Exactly. They don't go, they're, they're not scared to do their job. Right. I'm pretty sure a doctor is, regardless of what happens, he's going to embrace the patient at hand and say, I'm going to do my best to do my job. And I can guarantee you the best service I can provide, not just I'm better than you and you should feel below me. That's not how we should be portraying our, the police officers. And that's not how they should be showing themselves as. Yeah, for sure. It's it, it's just that. It's fear. They're scared for some reason of, like, especially black people. There's, for some reason, they're scared. I, I, it's just, I don't know. It's very weird. Yeah, and, the, and going with up with the subject of police brutality and how it correlates with racism is there's a huge ev supporting evidence from many different scholars, from the Associated Press, from CNN, from NPR, that statistically have shown that police officers target people of color and minorities more often than any other group of people in this country. It's almost like, you know, people give you the argument that blacks commit majority of the crimes. If you look into the details, it's not actually the case. Um, they're subject to the same rates as a white person. The difference is the police officer is more likely to target the people of, of minority groups and people of color more often than they would do to a white person. And if you start to say, okay, well, these people are doing it and it's been physically proven this person, you know, this black person was robbing a store, right? But like, if you go deep into that person's background, he would say like, this person has been the subject of discrimination throughout all his life and he's reached a desperate breaking point. And only then until he does the most drastic things, you're going to say, oh, that was expected of you. If you think that mentality is correct, then you should really reconsider your values in life. If you push a person to their limits, they're going to break. It's always been the case. That regardless of how they see it, this person will try to find the best thing because we all strive to be happy in life. And if these people can't find happiness, they're going to do whatever it takes, whether it's a good action, a bad action, or a desperate action, to try to be happy. It, yeah. it, I um I tend to argue that people should not act emotionally and should think more rationally at the situation at hand. Yeah, I just think our uh, police need better training. Honestly, um they need to, uh, it's, they need to get checked. I feel like every month, like like I, it's the same thing as uh, gun ownership. They just need more like just more checks to cops because. They do see a lot of crazy stuff, and it does affect them mentally. So you can also see at their point that they might be at their breaking point, you know? Like, mm -hmm. they might need some help. You never know. And since they're police, they seem to be like, oh, they should be fine. Why are they that have mental issues? But, yeah, I think in just in general, they need more. Uh, as we've seen, they need better um, training and stuff. Yeah, and people just often... The people who don't experience discrimination in their life have a harder time understanding, and those who are open to trying to understand it are more than welcome to, you know, try to make an, a change in life. And in this country, to be able to get that out, it has to be more exposure. We have to bring these situations more often. We have to call out people on what they do, and we have to stand up for each other because we shouldn't be a country that just cares about each other individually. That's a situation that I've seen often, considering all the factors, is that a person only watches out for themselves, and that's called individualism versus collectivism, which is the proper definition of 
you prioritize the group's needs over the individual need, yeah. which has led to a lot of progressive policies being pushed forward and how, allowing people to basically push society through better, you know, situations. We get through this together. We don't get through it because Ivan um, helped out the whole group. It helped out because Ivan had six other people and they all cooperated to get something done. It's all based on team effort. We didn't we didn't grow from hunter gatherers because one guy had all the meat. We did it because, you know, we had a supportive group. Some people held berries. Some people collected certain things to help support each other. We don't just depend on one thing. We depend on each other. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's been missing in this country for quite a while. Yeah, so we can go on for hours. I just wanted to round it out right now. Um, how do you feel about the, the people protesting and now that it's turned to riots? Like, how do you feel that's, like, Honestly, if it works? This, this has been building up for the longest time. And these protests are justified in every aspect. I think so too. Although, although what I am disheartened is that a lot of people in the news, and I know for a fact they're going to say, this is what is expected of these people. And that mm. breaks my heart because I know these people have done peaceful protests. Exactly. Have done, and it hasn't worked out been, at all. It hasn't worked out. And now that they're resorting to violence, people are going to say, oh yeah, they always resort to violence. And they're going to forget about the peaceful protest. If there's anything they're going to learn is that violence speaks stronger than any peace will. And whether I, people I remember say, that yeah. breaks breaks my heart because people are not going to acknowledge that. Yeah, they're forgetting. Like, people are getting mad because of the the protests, the riots, but they're forgetting the actual thing they should be be mad about and it was George mm-hmm. Floyd and getting killed, you know? Being murdered, basically. Yeah, like... Why, why not just be like, okay, subject this cop to harsh punishments and be done with it? Why does it have to go to all the situation? Why couldn't it just been resolved in a more simple, practical manner? It's If you can handle situations individually as a group, I speak with an emphasis on as a group, you'd be better able to improve the overall status of any city. And I speak for the cases of Ferguson, Aurora, the high school shootings, the school shootings, everything. If mm-hmm. people just didn't watch out for each other and watched out for everyone around them, if people were more aware of that, I think we'd have less violence in this country. And for the people that are mad that Target, and I think Target and AutoZone was a, they were being looted. Uh, these yeah. stores are insured, so I don't know why people are getting so upset. They're not going to go out of business for mm-hmm. one or two stores being destroyed. They're, they have insurance. They'll be fine. So it's it just, it's I think it's... It, they're protesting the way they should now, mm-hmm. you know? This is the only way they're being actually heard. And if something was done before, um, this could have been avoided, you know? Like, it's yeah. just being built up over the years. Like, police brutality has been happening so long that it's going to be worse every time this happens now. It's going to be worse every time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. honestly, it's just going to lead to more and more of these situations coming until drastic action gets taken place. And quite literally, um, you have... And who just like um, saying that um, looters and anyone that does type of looting will be subject to shooting, which is in my mind very, very, very drastic. Like these people are rioting because they're just done. Think of it as a, a real life version of the purge. People at this point saying the government doesn't care about us, so why should we care about any laws at this point? You're gonna get. Stopped for you're not gonna get in trouble reason. either way yeah yeah 
you can see a guy walking down the street and if a cop pulls up saying you're suspicious like it's officer like you don't see me doing it to another people so is anything i do gonna be subject to suspicion well then i might as well make my point stronger i'm gonna instead of me walking i'm gonna be running to a store and, and as you expect that i'm gonna be doing this because at this point nothing i do will matter and that's the strong driving force of the current protest yeah so that's pretty much it uh, about everything we're gonna talk we could go on for hours but i think we made yeah. our good points um, yeah anything you want to say to to finalize this just to reiterate on our previous disclaimer that anything that develops past this date will try to be very cautious and research more thoroughly and we'll update you on any changes that happens to the story yep and any if anyone out there uh is protesting just be safe um mm -hmm. just be safe don't get hurt be safe basically. don't um try not to resort to violence if things happen and your push comes to shove just keep in mind the the actions that you can do to better improve the group think rationally not emotionally and i hope as a country we can get through the situation together yep hopefully next week it, there's a result for the officer and we'll we'll share that with you guys and give our opinion on that of course oh well, basically done so thank you for guys for watching um if you like the podcast please subscribe and like and comment and let us know anything uh if we can improve on uh we tried a different format this time so if you guys liked it, uh, please let us know. So, yeah. We're done for today. Yeah, guys. So, my name is Augustine, and I'm signing off for tonight. Yeah, and my name is Ivan, and I'm signing off, too. All right. So, this has been our episode <laughs> of Border Talk. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Thank you.